Just Curious. Welcome to Just Curious Media. This is Let's Talk Cobra Kai. I'm Jason Connell. And I'm Sal Rodriguez. All right, Sal, we are back for another episode of Cobra Kai. Can you believe it? I can, but to be honest, I, I really <laughs> wish I could watch each episode once a week. I really do. Because you know why? I want to keep the suspense for 10 weeks. You know what I mean? I'd love to be in that state of suspense for over two months. Wait, do our fans know that you broke the seal and you went binge mode? Well, because I wanted to do once a week, but then after a couple of weeks, I realized this is not really yeah. possible or You're practical. You're Sal Rodriguez. You can't have that much restraint. It's impossible. No, no. It's because... Everywhere I go, I'm going to find yeah, spoilers. spoilers. There's going to be landmines right. everywhere I go. I'm already right. seeing spoilers on, on who came out later in the season. So you know what? I, it's just not <laughs> realistic. Gotta it. You got to do it. Yeah. It's the era that we're in. We are in the binge era. Yep. Well, of course, we are back to do episode three of season four, Then Learn Fly. Great title. Great episode, let me say. Before yep. we get started, because there's a lot to unpack here. How about a word from our sponsor? Let's do it. Support for Let's Talk Cobra Kai is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in men's below-the-waist grooming and offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Join over 4 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped, and with this exclusive offer, you'll get 20% off and free worldwide shipping with the code COBRAKAI at manscaped.com. Wonderful. An incredible gift. I hope people take advantage. Well, may I just share with you, I did something I didn't know would happen. Overmanscaped. Oh, yes. You know what? I went guard free. <laughs> I went guard free. And you know what? Mm, mm. No problems. No problems. No nicks at all. A wow. fantastic experience. You really put the lawnmower to its test. I did. I was hesitant. I was reluctant. I was cautious. Oh. But after a while, it was smooth sailing. And I'm, I'm happy to announce Lawnmower 4.0 by Manscaped. I took care of myself guard free, nick and cut free. Wow. Fantastic, Sal. Okay. So, Cobra Kai brought to you by Netflix. As always, the entire season dropped on December 31st, 2021. This is season four, episode three, Then Learn Fly. The IMDb rating, Sal, 8.2. I'm not going to get caught up on that. They're yep. bouncing around, 8.4, 8.2. I think this was an incredible episode with some great moments that, you know, every few episodes, I mean, they're all great. First of all, they're all great. But every once in a while, you go like episode, episode, and it's like, ooh, some big reveals, character arcs. And this is one of those episodes for me. Yeah. And I like that Right away, we see a lot of people facing off that we've never seen yeah, face off. Exactly. See people spar we never saw spar before. I know. A lot. I'm glad I watched this thing again. I'm getting to go back again immediately for notes, and it's like, oh my gosh, all over again. Well, the synopsis for this episode is Kenny tries to become a student of Cobra Kai with some encouragement from Robbie, while Johnny urges Sam to take a leap of faith in herself. Nice setup. I like that. I like the synopsis. I wonder who writes these. I want to know. <laughs> well, I'm sure the showrunners are probably doing it or the script you know, supervisors or script writers, but they do a good job. It's yeah. right on point. It's a talent. Yeah. So now our scene by scene breakdown, Sal. Here we go. Are you ready? <laughs> I'm big time ready, man. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. Making sure. <laughs> so we open at Miyagi-Do 
and the wooden sparring ring that was recently built. And it's a training montage. And Sal, I don't know if you recognize this song, but a younger Jason Connell absolutely did. Two Heads Are Better Than One by Power Tool. Why do I know this? Because it was in the Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure film, as well as the soundtrack, which I had. I worked at the Annex 7 movie theater in high school when that movie came out, and I was an early adopter to Bill and Ted's. Wow. I even got that huge cardboard standee. It's like them in the phone booth with everybody. The theater manager's like, yeah, take it, Jason. So I had this ridiculous standee in my room in high school for a little while. So love the song. Couldn't believe it. And it's just so perfect for this scene, Sal. Well, Jason, I want you to know that there are absolutely, as we speak, Bill and Ted's action figures on the shelves at your local Targets and Walmarts Right now. so Because they put a movie out recently. Well, here we are. Nostalgia is king. I love it. Well, it's a great scene. A ton going on. Like you said, this episode's full of people sparring. We have not seen spar. And and Miyagi-Do's really turning a corner here in a good way. I should also say Eagle Fang as well. Yes. Everything's going great right now. I always like to point that out because as we've all learned, (laughs) when everything's going great, there's only one place to go from there. Sal, I even love the sushi bologna lunch share that Johnny and Daniel are doing. It's great. They're getting along. And of course, we love that. We want to see these guys work. Well, I'm big on chopsticks. I am I love, too. I love chopsticks. I in fact, I, at one time I had up to three sets of chopsticks. Oh, I've got a lot more than that. What? You have more than three sets of chopsticks? Oh, we've got drawers full. <laughs> nice. Just in case. Well, it's funny that when I watch the scene, it's like, of course, Daniel's having the sushi, right? And yeah. Johnny's a man of bologna. But Think back to Karate Kid 1. Daniel was the one having bologna and sushi was like something not even on his radar yet. So it's so funny how far we've come. Well, also specifically look like, I think what's called gyoza. Yeah. Right? It was like a piece of of gyoza and Johnny just grabs it with his hand. Yeah, I got this. Does that mean he doesn't know how to use a chopstick? Is that what that means? Yeah, we're not even going to go there because I think he was using them as spears last season. Remember he was with Miguel, yes. Miguel, yeah. Mm So, of course, then there's like fist bumps, which is cool. Love it. Handshake, fist bumps. And then Johnny's van, Sal, looks a little different. That van is major cool. We have not seen this before, right? (laughs) No, I think it was the first reveal. And then when they show it, if I'm also not mistaken, it's the same sound effect for Hawk. When Hawk would make an entrance, the the bird screeching. Now we get that for the Eagle Fang van, which is just hilarious. Yeah, I'm really loving this van. And I... I kind of wish they spent a little more time on this. I, I would like to see. You remember when when Johnny did ride? his? Well, remember when Johnny uh, first Cobra Kai'd the other car that he got from Larusso Auto oh, Group? Oh my gosh, right? top notch on that one. We got yeah. to see that, right? We got to yeah. see it happen. There was even a little montage sequence of them pimping the car out. I'd like to see that for this van. You think Johnny regrets leaving that in Malibu and just walking off? Because he could have just given it a whole new look and uh, the Eagle Fang treatment and taken the Cobra Kai out of it. That was a great ride. I'm thinking at this point in time, he would have a regret right now. Yeah. 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 But there was, you know, look where he was at that moment. Yeah. He was very lost. In the pits. So now we're at LaRusso's home and it's dinner with Johnny, Carmen, and Miguel. But Sal? They all drove separately. Well, not they all, I should say. Johnny drove himself. Carmen and Miguel met them there. And why is that? Well, Jason, I'm, first of all, I'm impressed by this pizza oven. 
Oh, I was going to say, we were talking about that tonight. <laughs> we went to go pick up some pizza and I was like, yeah. you know, the LaRussos have one of these. So I'm with you, dude. I swear I said that tonight. I mean, you, I think that's a sign that you've made it, right? The, yeah. You've got a nice pizza oven at your place. And he's giving uh, Johnny a hard time. He's like, uh, you sure you got enough meat on this pizza there, Johnny? <laughs> and then Johnny says, that's a four different animals on top. That's a man's oh. pizza. Oh, yeah. And I must say... I'm kind of spiritually a vegetarian, not physically, yeah. but spiritually. But if when I have a pizza, I like it packed. I you like I like in. a packed supreme pizza. I really do. Yeah. But what's going on with the separate cars? Well, what's going on is that Carmen decided to take a step back. Take a step back. Yeah, He's, yeah. You know, and I love how they're all still going to go to dinner, but it's like, yeah, it's that little thing. It's the subtleties. Well, we'll both drive separately and, you know, not confuse Miguel. So that's going on, which is not easy, Sal. Mm. It's kind of sad, though, because Miguel's the only one in the dark then, right? right exactly. Now, right? At this, Everybody at this else point. knows except for, yeah. for Miguel. <laughs> exactly. And then this leads to, love it, Sal, the showdown between Johnny and Anthony, just continuing from previous seasons. They just go at it perfectly, like two siblings. That was fantastic because the first thing Anthony says is, what the hell are you doing here? <laughs> yeah, because he's like, well, who are you? Nobody told Anthony that yeah, Johnny's uh, Johnny coming was coming. Yeah, nobody said anything? No, no. Uh, but then Johnny doesn't recognize him. He's not seen Anthony in forever. So I love how they just went with that. You know, that's the obvious expression. You know, who the hell are you? Love it. They're right on cue. Haven't missed a beat. <laughs> wait, wait, Jason. I like when Johnny says, wait, are you the son? Yeah, exactly. The son. <laughs> yeah, it's like so impersonal. <laughs> yeah. This guy. So now we're at dinner and this is great. Amanda starts to share about how Sam was nearly born on the showroom floor at LaRusso Auto. So I thought they were going to go back a little further on that one. If and you, you know say conceived. I mean. <laughs> wow. I really thought that was going to come out of her mouth for yeah, a half yeah. second. Yeah. Well, that would have been inappropriate at the dinner table, but yeah, I, I did think that myself. I did. Or start to say it and not go there, but yeah. yeah. Then Daniel starts to kind of share Sam's future, which is weird. You know, she's just sitting there going, wow, that's weird. He's like, you know, NBA, USC, UCLA, but you can do whatever you want. Yeah, <laughs> you yeah. Know? No pressure, right? No pressure. And Miguel's taking this in like, oh my gosh, I'm dating this girl. And I, you know, what am I? What have I got going on? I don't have a father. I got no future. You can just tell this whole episode and really much of the season, but he's just introspective about this. But he's a little nervous. He's a little jumpy. And what happens? Well, he's, he, he's nervous. He's shaken up. He yeah. wants to go to Stanford, yep. right? But he's mm -hmm. probably going to have to end up going to Santa Monica College. Nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with Santa Monica College. But if you had to choose between Stanford or Santa yeah. Monica College, right? There, right. There, there you go. So, yeah, I guess out of just being flustered or ashamed or embarrassed, Miguel spills wine mm. on Daniel. He knocks his wine glass yeah. over. Knocks Daniel's own wine on yeah. him. Yeah. That but was Daniel's weird. really cool about it, I got to yeah. say. It's no big deal to Daniel, really. No. But hang on. You know what I noticed? Yes, he, Miguel spilled wine on Daniel. And then Miguel feels terrible about it. You see the shame yep. on his face. Yep. But you know what I noticed when this scene is over? Nobody talks to Anthony or asks about Anthony. Yeah. They talk about Sam. They talk about Miguel. Nobody talks about Anthony. And it's Anthony's sitting right there. And he's a LaRusso. It's true. Well, you know what, Sal? I'm not going to complain because at least Anthony's now making appearances again and getting <laughs> some, some character development. So, I'm, hey, hey I, come on. I, I, believe me, I'm happy for the screen time. I, I, I am. 
Yeah. Not he's off at camp. He's at his yes, grandparents' yes. house. Like he is now a part of the show. Mm. And his hair is fantastic, by the fantastic. way. Fantastic. He's got a wonderful head of hair. I'm so envious. Way to go, Griffin. <laughs> so now it's an aerial Malibu shot, Sal. Love yeah. these. Silver's yeah. home. And he's got the Tokyo stock market. You know, he's just taking it in. And the chef comes out with the, I believe it's creme brulee for breakfast. It looks like creme brulee. You know, I'm I know. Not you totally know what? Sure. Honestly, I think you're right, but I didn't know that until right now when you said it. Yeah, you're, you're right. I think Because I was like, wait, that makes sense. But he had some yeah. sort of surprise for him. A vegan or vegetarian? Or are we assuming if Terry dines alone, is he a vegan or vegetarian? Because if that's his breakfast, that's what that implies. Perhaps. But before he gets started on this scrumptious looking breakfast, what happens? Oh, man. He has a Vietnam flashback because the chef is trying to light the creme brulee. Because they do sort that. Of they yeah, there's sort, they of, kinda, sort, of a, sort of a trigger, right? On the yeah. lighter, like a trigger lighter. Because they usually and, burn and the not, top and okay. the sugar and all that stuff and hardens mm-hmm. it up. Yes. But you're right. He can't get the mm-hmm. lighter to activate. And it's a cool sound. I mean, yes. it does sound like a gun, you know. It chamber. triggers the PTSD. And it really reminded me of the deer hunter. I know oh. we've talked about this in the past, which I don't think you've seen or haven't seen in a long time. But for those who haven't seen it, go see that incredible movie. But there's this whole Russian roulette thing with POWs oh. and- and so there's a lot of like empty chambers and it sounds just like this. But of course, it takes Terry back to Vietnam, you know, all that's happening when Kree saves him. But it's immediate, man. It's PTSD and Terry's in that moment and the chef can't even get him out of that moment. Yeah. And the chef says something I found interesting. I, I don't know if it was a tell or a yeah. foreshadow, as they say. You notice the chef says, should I call the doctor? Yeah. He doesn't say... A doctor. Yeah, the doctor. Yes, okay. So I'm thinking that there may be a health issue with Terry Silver yeah. looming, which we may have you to You heard revisit. it here first. By Sal the way- Rodriguez, drop that one. I don't want this. Yeah. I don't, no. want, I, I, don't, I don't want this. I don't want Terry Silver to go out with a health condition. You know what yeah. I mean? So hopefully that's not the case. But I do think that was interesting that the chef said that. Very much. But there's some moments where Terry is, when he's still in that state before the chef gets him out of it. And what is he saying in this kind of flashback sequence? Terry remembers the promise that he made to -hmm. John Kreese, where he says, I owe you, man. You saved my ass. Anything you need, I'm there for you. Your whole life. You hear me, Johnny? Your whole life. And he's saying this to him right outside of the POW cage right before they get rescued by U.S. forces. Yeah. It's a vulnerable moment, and you may say something you may later regret in your life. Yeah. It is a little confusing to hear the word Johnny used for Crease a lot. But anyway, so yeah, interesting scene. Crease has his hooks in silver. Again. We'll come back to that. So now we're at Cobra Kai, and Kenny enters, and he seeks Robbie. Now, Robbie doesn't know Kenny, but Robbie does know Sean. Yeah. And I like, Jason, how when Kenny walks in and he looks at the words on the wall, fear mm-hmm. does not exist in this dojo. He looks right at it. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. yeah <laughs> in yeah. the right spot. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a, a good I'm thing scared. for him to read. Yeah. But I am a little surprised, Sal, I got to say, that Sean, who we know from the juvenile detention center, who <laughs> is tough, and Robbie even said he's kicked his own butt a couple yeah. times, his own brother, Sean, hasn't toughened Kenny up at all at this point. Just a little, like, that's interesting, but it hasn't happened. No. Well, Kreese invites Kenny onto the mat. He says, you have to prove that you're worthy. And Kenny says, how do I do that? He says, take off your shoes and get on the mat. 
this is like a hazing, right? Yeah. In gang life, this is jumping someone in. Yeah. As I've said before, in, in the end, or many times you can probably refer to Miyagi-Do and Cobra Kai or Eagle Fang as actual gangs that just happen to know karate. You know what I mean? Right. So now we're at Miyagi-Do and Hot calls Miguel El Serpiente. I guess yeah. that means snake. Is that like what that, that means? Huh? I like that. And remember that because I'm really going to refer cool. to that later. Yeah. Remember El Serpiente. El Serpiente. So, like, and that's good like though. So you know what? Plisco. Hawk has Miguel's back. He supports totally. him. Yeah, absolutely. And he even says, all Valley champ. I mean, you're all Valley champ. So, Sal, it's almost like American Express. Membership has its privileges. If you're an all Valley champ, it's like, come on. He's a one-timer, but that means something. Mm. And Hawk does have his back. You're absolutely right. And this leads to... Daniel's lesson, Sal. And yeah. what is that exactly? Daniel tells his students to catch the koi fish. Mm -hmm. I say koi because, you know, they're there at Miyagi-Do. It's, it's got a Zen background. They're there. around the platform. The yeah, balance I mean, platform. these are not salmon. These are the koi that you would see in a beautiful Zen garden or, or mm -hmm. martial arts garden. And he challenges them to catch a fish with their bare hands. Yeah. Poor Koi, first of all. <laughs> and of course you think it's, this has got to be impossible. You're not yeah. going to be able to do this. And they're trying, they're all like bent over trying to do it. And of course, you know, Miguel falls in the water, mm -hmm. right? These Koi are moving fast and they don't know what they're doing. And so I wonder, is Daniel going off of an old Miyagi training book somewhere we don't know? Like he's coming up with some really interesting things, as is Johnny, by the way. But Daniel in particular is really keeping up the Miyagi-Do spirit, you know, like, oh, I have them do this. And he's seeing like five steps down the road, you know, how this could translate. So very interesting. I'm kind of impressed with Daniel here. Not kind of, I am actually. Jason, he embodies Miyagi here by, by saying, looks like you're a little wet behind the ears. Oh, totally. Yeah, he's Which is he's what Miyagi right said to him. Absolutely. Wow. Well, speaking of Johnny, we cut to a stairwell. We're not sure where we're at, but Johnny's going up, students are going up. Mm -hmm. And on the way up, Dimitri, the king of one line, him and Amanda, right? Battling for great lines. And why don't you tell us what Dimitri has to say on the way up? This was pretty funny. Dimitri says, I heard he drowned a kid in a pool trying to teach him how to kick. And that was before he sicked a rabid dog on Eli. So that's recalling the junkyard dog yes. incident. But then also when Miguel was tied at the legs <laughs> yeah. and thrown into yeah. the pool. Yeah. Right. But now it's urban folklore. Yeah. It's like that game gossip now. It's yes. like it used to be Miguel, but now the kid, you know, he drowned. Just some kid, <laughs> right? Some random kid. <laughs> That's so good. So then they finally make it to the rooftop. And what do we learn up here? Because we saw some of this from the trailer. Now we're kind of catching up with ourselves. But, but what do we learn? Well, one thing I want to say, Jason, is that, you know, this takes place in the San Fernando Valley, either directly or indirectly. Yeah. Yeah, inspired by. Okay. I don't know where these buildings were. <laughs> I don't know what this is trying to replicate. It could be Woodland Hills, you know. Okay. There are some tall buildings. There are a few tall buildings. But they're not abandoned. Okay, <laughs> so, yeah. So, so wherever these buildings were, I don't think they were in the San Fernando Valley or anywhere near Reseda. Yeah, I don't probably think. Atlanta. But what do we learn? What is oh. Johnny up to? <laughs> Wait, hang on. I love how Dimitri uses Nate... As a system of measurement, he says, hey, that building's like five nates away and we're at least 14 nates high. And Nate says, please don't use me as a system of measurement. 
that was hilarious. I didn't hilarious. know what he meant at first. I was like, <laughs> I, I even started to look up Nate and then Nate chimed in. I was like, oh my <laughs> gosh, that's brilliant. Yeah. It's like how you measure a horse with hands, but we're measuring with Nate's. Well, well essentially yeah. Johnny takes them up on this rooftop to jump across to another rooftop. So wow. maybe that's, I don't know, Sal, five, six feet, but you're going to drop several floors and all there are is these old mattresses sort of laying oh. on the ground, sort of kind of on top of one another-ish. So yeah, that's the plan. And everyone's like, uh, listen, I'm afraid of heights, Sal. Now I'm an are athlete. You? I could probably make the jump, but yeah. you put that scenario there, I'm opting out. Really? You're so, afraid of heights, eh? I am afraid of heights. Like, do you go up in Sharks like a, and heights. Like, do you go, have you gone up into like the Empire State Building or anything like that? I feel safe on the Empire State Building. I've been up there countless times. Yeah. But when I was up in the Sears Tower, the last couple of times, they have those glass boxes now where you can stand yeah. out in this glass. Oh, I you can go out. Yeah. I can't do it. I freeze up. I just lock uh, up. I don't want to see other people daredevil do daredevil thing right there. Yeah, that's crazy. That's not just you standing normally in a building. That's like some sort of little daredevil gimmick, right? That's where I just get churned off like I'm yeah, a yeah. robot. I can't function. But anyway, really funny scene. And then kind of alluding to the episode name, Johnny says, if you want to be an eagle, first you got to learn how to fly. I like that. And he means it. And so he's got his own kind of daredevil techniques, as we know, a little different than Daniel style, I would say. Well, of course, but you know what? Medieval. I'm also surprised that Johnny nor any students invoked the word parkour. He was sort of teaching them parkour. Yeah. They might want to start with something simpler. <laughs> Jump over this rail. Yeah. So essentially, Sal, no takers. <laughs> no, no, no. Sam not says, yet. We're, not, we're not jumping. We're not jumping. So now we're back at Cobra Kai because we are ping-ponging back and forth. Yes. And Kreese now invites Kenny on the mat oh. to face Kyler. Yeah, what an odd choice. <laughs> yeah. It's like- if Not get someone else small. Let's no. go straight, Kyler. No, no, no. Not a newbie. No. To handle, no, yeah, some experienced older guy. Yeah, let's let's get him. That makes sense. And Sal, what do we learn a Cobra Kai must be? I don't think we've ever heard this before, but Kree shares it here. About what? He says what you need to be a Cobra Kai? Yes. Mm, you know what? I didn't, I didn't put that in my a notes. A killer instinct. Oh, okay. I and I, I was like, I've never heard him say that. There's all these other sayings, but I like that. Killer instinct. Didn't know that was on the hit list. It's not on the, it's not a mural. It's not on the wall. <laughs> Do parents know that their kids are being taught <laughs> no, this? No, no, no. Oh yeah. You learned a killer instinct today and yeah, yeah. Strike first, no mercy. Yeah. No. Jason, I was surprised to learn that Kyler's last name is Park. Did we know that? Yeah. It's come up before. We did know that. Okay. I forgot about that. Kyler Park. Okay. But anyway, when Kenny gets out there to face Kyler, what happens? Well, he runs off. Twice. Yeah. He runs off terrified off the mat twice. Not mm-hmm. good. Yeah, Kyler doesn't even hit him. He just kind of comes at him, you know, no. like almost and like two for flinching. And then yeah. he backs up, backs up, and he takes off. And not only did he not even try to defend. I mean, okay, he's not going to attack. Fine. He didn't try to defend. He just ran off is what he did. Back to my point about not having any sort of training with someone like Sean as your older brother. Yeah. But- Anyway, more to come on that as well. Jason Kreese says to him, the All Valley is just a few short months away. We don't have time for losers or cowards. Yeah. Basically kicks Kenny out. We don't have time for this. We're yeah. we training. Yeah, yeah. Time is valuable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So now we're back at Miyagi-Do and no one caught a koi. Big surprise. <laughs> <laughs> but Mitch touched Gil. 
which is fine. <laughs> I, I missed that. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. Dutch girl. And then Hawk <laughs> wants to kind of take everyone to go practice at a restaurant that's got tons of cork. <laughs> yeah, that's a good idea. <laughs> Excuse like me. Reaching yeah, and grabbing yeah, lobster. Yeah, don't mind us. Uh, we're picking our koi out for that's you know funny. tonight. And then a lot's happening in the scene. And then Carmen calls Miguel, and she's got car trouble. Mm, and Daniel, yeah. being Daniel, and also owning lots of auto dealerships, he wants to help. Well, doesn't he refer to tow truck drivers as jackals? Yeah, he's like, oh right. no, I know what they'll charge. Yeah, Let me help. Yeah. And Miguel's being very prideful. He, you know, he knows that. Daniel's doing a ton. And he's also dating his daughter. So you don't want, you know, you're just trying to like, no, 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 I got this. But Daniel insists, and he's going to get Carmen a tow truck. But I also noticed something, Sal, when Daniel went to lock up at Miyagi-Do. I just was like, I've seen it before, but I just, you know, popped out in my head this time. He just closes the little, we're out. (laughs) Miyagi-Do has no locks, essentially, is what I'm trying to say here. It's the honor system. I hope that they have contacts. You know, they have security contacts. As soon as the contact is broken, yeah, that's it. Then the alarm goes. Maybe off. that's it. And there's probably like a camera, like a you yeah. know, a nest or something. But somewhere. but easy to break into, unfortunately. Yeah. yeah, our ring camera. But yeah, I just thought that was pretty funny. <laughs> and so now we're back on the rooftop, right? Because not much happens thus far. And Johnny talks to Sam. I really like this scene, Sal. These are some of those pivotal moments in the episode. I was like, wow, this is really good. Because, you know, how often do they really go back and forth? They don't really have a relationship at all. Never. We're, we've never seen this, this exchange. Have they ever had a like scene this? like this? I no. don't think so. Nope. But they begin to dig up the past, the firebird, being drunk. I mean, they're kind of going back and forth. And then Sam says, she really puts it out there. You're a 50-something-year-old man who lives alone, drinks all day, and clearly hasn't figured out his own life. Wow. She threw down the gauntlet, Sal. You know what that reminds me of, Jason? When I used to be a big brother, and I had a little brother. Yes. Well, one day we're hanging out. Everything's fine, I thought. (laughs) And my (laughs) little brother says, hey, Sal, you need teeth whitening. And you said? Excursion over. (laughs) (laughs) That's it. Back to the house. Well, you know, my point is when a kid says something, it's just like zero filter. It's like mother-in-law. Zero filter. They're going to tell it like it is, and it might hurt. (laughs) So why don't you take what Johnny says, his comeback to Sam. He responds to Sam. If I did everything my parents wanted me to do, I'd be wearing a suit and tie in some worthless job while I wait out the clock. But I didn't want that. And now I get to do what I love every damn day. I get to try to help kids like you find their own way. If you want to sit in the back seat your whole life, go right ahead. It's no sweat off my back. Wow. Just straight up challenging, Sam. Just straight up challenging. It's really, really good. And I like the way they kept coming back to her, or when they did come back to her, it was really resonating with her. Like, she thought she knew Johnny, but there's something more there and something she respects. Well, you know what? Jason, this is crazy. This is Sam is resonating more with Eagle Fang than with Miyagi Do. I know. Wow. (laughs) That's crazy. Well, when you learn one thing your whole life, something new is uh, interesting, tantalizing, right? Mm. She only knows Miyagi Do and Mr. Miyagi and loves it. But here's something like, oh, I'm I'm evolving, I'm changing. Maybe I want to know everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. A lot of that's going on, but this scene, really good. And you did a pretty good Johnny there, I got to (laughs) say. I wanted to channel Johnny is what I wanted. If I closed my eyes, I could hear him just a little bit in there. Well, you know why, Jason, since we're sharing, you know, because I wanted to channel Johnny there on the rooftop because I have no fear of heights. (laughs) You know what my my fear of? I'm going to tell you since it's just you and I sharing. Just us. Just the two of us. 
Claustrophobia. There we go. Oh, yes. Claustrophobia. Yeah. I have been in a tour shuttle, like a shuttle, like a tour bus, and like demand to be let off right now because the claustrophobia is is happening. So yeah. heights are not my thing. Do not get me stuck somewhere, covered up, boxed in. It's over. So now we're back at Cobra Kai. And Sal, quickly on this, we've mentioned this a few episodes this season thus far, but Tori wearing Converse, Kyler has Adidas, and he wants her to go join him to stand in line to buy some Nikes, and she'd look good in Nike Dunks. I'm telling you, product placement is at an all-time high this season. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they must be getting lots of revenue coming in from ads. And and, hey, I would hope. Good for them. Good for them. Very excited. Very excited and happy. So as the students leave, because class was just winding down- yeah. Who enters the dojo? Oh, wow. Terry Silver walks in. <laughs> and the first thing he says, turn around, you son of a bitch. <laughs> Which, by the way, I think is an interesting thing to say mm-hmm. to a man whose mother committed suicide. Mm, oh, kind of dark. Sorry to yeah. darken the tone. I like to say that every time I step into a dojo as well. <laughs> say that to your sensei. <laughs> but right now Good we luck. learn... Right now, we learn, Jason, that Crease has gotten into Terry Silver's head. Oh, well, we saw it happening in the first episode. It was just creeping in there. Yeah, this is a great scene. And Crease also says, in the midst of this, because they're going back and forth, it's like Silver shows up, but he doesn't want to. Like he's having a, just an internal struggle. Yeah. I don't want to go. I got to go. I don't want to go. I got to see what this is. So you can tell, like, even if Crease wasn't there, he'd just be there. Silver's mm. just kind of stuck. Yeah, 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 yeah. And in the midst of it, Again, I know you fall for this because you fall for Chris all the time. <laughs> Chris says, there's no one in the world I trust more than you. And so in this moment, he might mean that though for Silver. He may actually mean it, but still it's Chris. He's got ulterior motives and I don't trust this guy at all. Uh, you know, imagine if Chris used his powers of persuasion for good. the world would be a better place but man he's good and yes i do forget Mm. i forget about the kind of person that 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 creases and think about how good you have to be to manipulate someone like terry silver absolutely i mean think about what we know about terry silver in the world of karate kid but imagine what terry silver has been going through in the world of business right in the world of relationships obviously real estate who knows how many homes he's bought and sold and who knows how many what is it lawsuits he's been involved in you know he's in other words he's been around the block right he's not a he's not a new jack no and yet crease can get to him and then we see what we saw in the trailer shoes come off (laughs) Loafers come off, no socks, and Silver's got those moves. He still looks like a karate sensei, Sal. Yeah, he looks great. He delivers, what, a a back, some sort of spinning back kick? It's like a front kick and a couple hits and like stops like an uppercut right beneath, you know, Crease's jaw. What Mm -hmm. do we we want to go back to the uh, type of jaw that is, Sal? (laughs) What what type of jaw was that? That European (laughs) jaw? (laughs) We will revisit that. We did a lot on that (laughs) that episode. But really great scene. We end it there and we're at Kenny's house, of course, because we have been at Kenny's house a few times in this season. There's a knock on the door and we learn, well, it's Robbie, but Robbie shares his backpack because he took off so fast and left his backpack. Kenny's like, how do you know where I live? Unveils the address and that is 1623 Otsego Street, Encino, California, 91436. Yeah. 
House doesn't exist, Sal. But no. <laughs> the block no. does. If you add an eight in there, a, a yes. 16, eight, two, three, you got a house on Zillow. Thank but you. But still, you. I like the fact that they put it in Encino. They kept it real. They put him in Encino. Well, you know, no. It's that's nicer what we home. Talk, he, it's Okay. If it is that house minus the digit eight. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's nearly a $1,400,000 home. Yeah. 1,700 square feet, quite respectable, quite nice. Uh, mm-hmm. Would probably be less somewhere else in the country, but oh, yeah. in Encino, a nice place, a very nice, respectable, I would say upper middle class home. Absolutely. Well, as Robbie arrives, they have an exchange and he basically tells him he can't be his tutor, his karate tutor. But then timing's everything, Sal. An alert on the phone, there's a viral video, and this is something, Sal, I don't even understand how it was possible. Please (laughs) tell us what we're seeing. There's a viral video that shows Kenny walking up to his locker at school, opening up the locker, and all of a sudden, gallons and gallons of milk just come down. And then all of a sudden, across the screen, got milked? So it's like some sort of probably viral gag. No, I don't know how they did that. (laughs) That took some skill. How did Anthony and his crew do that? You know what? You surely have to have have had the locker closed, somehow sealed off, and then poured the milk in. You know what? You know what? That trumps the old Daniel LaRusso when he was a shower with the water hose over Johnny at the Halloween dance. That's nothing compared to a prank like this. Well, Robbie sees that, takes mercy on Kenny takes him in the backyard and trains him a little bit and realizes, yeah, he is scared. He doesn't even defend himself. Like you said earlier, nothing. He's just so terrified, Mm. but he's got one thing, Sal. He's got one asset. And what is that? Well, going back to his screen name, Kenny, the jet, he is fast. We learn that he is fast. And that's when Robbie says to him, instead of using your speed to run away from your enemies, use it to run at them. So Robbie sees how he can use his new students' gifts for his benefit. Look at Robbie learning on the job. Look you at know him, what? man. Yeah, you find your students' strengths. Yeah. So now we're at LaRusso Auto. And Sal, this scene represents everything this show gets right, honoring the Karate Kid legacy. I got to say, this yeah. is a beautiful scene. And Daniel's with Miguel. He's kind of taken him under his wing. He helped Carmen get her car towed, but the car was towed to LaRusso Auto, essentially. But while they're talking and walking, walking, talking, he's sharing some stories from the Karate Kid. You know, popping the clutch on that station wagon that he had. Mm -hmm. They're telling like war stories about it, how he didn't go to college, how there Mm -hmm. was a the Daniel fund his mom was always putting in, blew it on a ticket to Okinawa, bought it the same day, won an ice breaking contest, had more money, then blew that on a bonsai tree store. And Miguel's just taking this in because he sees how successful Daniel was and Amanda. And and look at the home they live in. It was like easy street for Daniel, but it wasn't. Yeah. Well, this is also another reminder, and someone like Miguel needs to hear this, right? Yeah. He, he, didn't, he didn't come from money. He sees somebody successful, he has to know that they didn't come from money either, and yeah. that, what, the American dream is indeed possible, you know? It's not just about inheriting Absolutely. money and you're rich because your parents were rich. Oh, yeah. you didn't come from money, and now here you are. You have your auto empire. Yeah, and Daniel even says, you see, my path wasn't a straight line, and yours is still being written. 
Wow. If Daniel didn't say it, Mr. Miyagi did. So well put. And Daniel goes on from there, but I want you to take it. Daniel says, in Miyagi-Do, when an opponent comes swinging at you, you always respond in a circular motion, moving in the opposite direction of what your opponent expects, right? Life's like that too. You could reach any goal you want. It just might mean taking the circular path. Wow. Talk about golden nuggets here. Yeah, he's taking this in. Miguel's taking this in. It's all resonating, much like Johnny did to Sam. It's a very interesting episode. They're being the teacher. They're being the sensei. They're being a leader. It's beautiful. And you're right. It's showing Miguel there is a path. And yeah, it's like, ah, rats, I'm poor. You know, you don't have to have that mindset. You're a very special kid who's bright and he's got great energy and charisma and, you know, know know-how and... And yeah, the whole father thing probably really takes its toll on him for sure. But yeah. look, he's got guys looking out for him now. He's got real father figures in Johnny and Daniel. Mm-hmm. Miguel's in a good place. Yeah, he is. Now, Jason, let me bring this up. Remember Hawk calling Miguel El Serpiente? Yes. Right? Mm-hmm. What does the car need in this scene? What does the car need? Yep. A snake? <laughs> A serpentine belt. Ah. <laughs> Serpiente, serpentine. Yeah. yeah. Intentional, accidental. I don't know. I think it's cool. Everything's probably intentional on this show. Oh, there so, we go. Yeah, there we good go. job. So now we're back on the rooftop, and Johnny's upset, so no one wants to fly. <laughs> they all want to stay in the nest. <laughs> <laughs> and then, Sal, Sam gets a text from who at 5.11 p.m. Mm-hmm. Daniel texts Sam, and the mm-hmm. text messages read, just had a great day with Miguel. How are things going at Eagle Fang? And then he says, <laughs> remember, do not do anything I wouldn't do. And when he says that to Sam, you see those wheels fire turning. fire underneath Sam. <laughs> do not tell your kids Don't that do you something. want- and there yeah. you go. They're going to do it. They're going to do it. So Sam reads that, gets up. End of the day. Well, Johnny's calling it. Like, it's yeah. it. You know, we're packing it up. Mm-hmm. He said, grab your crap. Let's go. You all failed. <laughs> Sam gets up, and you know before she even does it what's in motion here, that she is going to make the jump. And, and of course, she's going to make it, Sal. She runs. She jumps. She leaps. She makes the jump. She not only makes the jump, Sal, she clears it by a ton and does a roll yeah, out of it. So it's not just cool. a land, like a funky land. No, yeah. she's graceful. Yeah. Miyagi-Do training there. And she gets up and Johnny's elated. All the other Eagle Fangers are Miyagi-Do training for Eagle Fang. Very elated. But so I'm curious, does anyone else jump? Or is everyone like, way to go, Sam. We'll grab your bag. We'll meet you downstairs. I doubt anyone else made the jump. I couldn't really see Nathaniel or Dimitri jumping. Yeah, they probably wouldn't make it. And then there's a couple of new kids there. I don't think we've met them yet, no. I think it was just Sam. And you know what? You know what we learned about Sam? When you look back on Sam's character, she delivers under pressure, whether it be two fights with Tori, whether it be something like this. That drinking game. Oh, how about that? Sam delivers under pressure. And I say that because some people can buckle under pressure. Yeah. She rises to the occasion. I'm very impressed by Sam. Are you talking about LaRusso 2.0? (laughs) <laughs> yeah, she didn't like being called that. Yeah, oh, yeah, sorry, didn't. sorry, sorry, Sam. <laughs> so now, Sal, we're at Silver's house. Oh. 
And this scene, there's just a lot to go over and unpack yes, here. It's yes. it's an amazing scene and could have easily ended the episode, in yeah, my opinion. Probably. You know, yeah. you, not to dismiss the other two or three scenes after, but this just could have come at the end. Yeah. But I like how they ended it, but I just felt like, wow, that's yeah. really strong. Well, Because it, it's very dramatic and climactic. Exactly. So Silver's in his bathroom. And he's got some pills there and his phone and a Rolex. And it's 9.51 p.m. His phone says, Tuesday, March 14th. Okay, stop you right there. Stop myself right there. Cobra Kai timelines. Okay, let's back what? it up a second. Oh, boy, what? Season three, episode are you gonna, 10. Hey, hang on, are you going to go oh in some God. rabbit hole here? <laughs> Just join me. Season three, episode 10 is entitled December 19th. It's okay. also December 19th, 2018. Boy. That scene is happening then. Okay. If it's Tuesday, March 14th, the last time that happened was in 2017. So, therefore, this is flawed. I'm sorry. Cobra Kai has a history of this. So, they should have just made it Tuesday, March 12th or Thursday, March 14th. Right? Simple thing, but it happens. Out, And I have to point it out because you put it there on the screen. <laughs> so... <laughs> Wow. So, so there's more, but well, we're going to bounce around. So then, Sal, Silver's phone is blowing up. So please, what's going on there with the phone before I get back to this? Yeah, Terry's getting multiple texts from Cheyenne Hamidi. And by the mm -hmm. way, I just got a comment. So Cheyenne, I believe, is a Native American. I think it's a tribe of Native America. And then Hamidi, I believe, is Arabic. So her name is like Native American and Arabic. So very, very diverse type of person that he's been perfect involved with. Perfect for a mindfulness app. And perfect for, I love the mindfulness app, but you know what, unfortunately, as, by the way, I think the name is beautiful and, and elegant. Beautiful and name. Wonderful, yes. wonderful. He's ghosting her. Terry he Silver is ghosting. is ghosting Cheyenne Hamidi. He's a different Terry Silver at this point in time. Wow. But let me point something out on these text messages real quick as well. There's more. The messages say Friday. You know how they, if you have a slew of messages, it's like yes. there'll be a day, it's like Friday, then it's yeah. yesterday, and sure. then it's today, right? Yeah. Well, since you put Friday there and yesterday and today, that would mean that today should be Sunday, mm -hmm. not mm -hmm. the Tuesday that the phone says. Oh. So today being Sunday would mean it's supposed to be March 17th, which is St. Patrick's Day not Tuesday, March 14th. So not only they have the one error, and I and listen, I love Cobra Kai. I love the show. I love everybody. But this one little thing, maybe I should just be on set and be the date coordinator. Uh, excuse me, that was not, that happened three years ago. So yeah, that happens. And it just kind of made me write it down. I had to bring it to the attention of all of our listeners and viewers because it's right there. But so, wait a second, do you think that they did this intentionally or unintentionally? I don't know. I think it's kind of a, yeah, yeah, Mark. I, why would you make a mistake there unless it was a mistake? Why would wow. you? Or maybe it's like, hey, catch us. Maybe that's it. And we caught them. Mm. So, like little Easter eggs then was, is what that would be. Maybe, maybe, but I'm not wow. sure why. Now, Sal, Silver then goes on, because this scene continues. It's great. Yeah. And, he, you know, he reveals what? in the mirror to us. Oh, we see some sort of, what almost looks like a country. Right, it's, a, <laughs> right, right? right. it's almost like a, like a map almost, but it looks like something like a rash or he had something removed, but then it flashes to a flashback <sighs> and we see a cobra tattoo on his side mm -hmm. and we learn, there they are in a tattoo parlor. Yep. He's getting the cobra tattooed on his, what, his ribs? Yeah. And 
John Kreese had the tattoo on his arm. Has the famous tattoo. Okay. So I do think that was a weird decision. Why would he get the tattoo on his torso when his buddy partner is getting it on his arm? Wouldn't he get it maybe on the other arm? How about that? Yeah. Well, whatever. Still a cool scene. (laughs) Flashback. And they're back in, yeah, the tattoo parlor back in the day. And we learn a lot of things here, Sal. I was just like, are you kidding me? We learn that Silver's got an inheritance from his father. Mm, a business. He's gonna, he wants him to take over that company. So now yeah. we know he always had money. He was going to always have money, which makes me question, Sal. He still went to the war, got drafted. It seems like Daddy Warbucks could have done something, but whatever. Maybe he wanted him to go to toughen him up. If you make it back, you can have all this. That could have happened. Prince William, and -hmm. I believe Edward too, Prince Edward and William, I think both served in the armed forces for uh, England, I believe. Well, this is going to Vietnam. A little different, but still, Elvis enlisted in the army. Oh, okay. I'm just saying some people, it's a whole honor thing or maybe a family, a family legacy. He may have been a vet in his own right, so we don't know. But we we do know know this about Silver. And they start to go over things. Well, before I get into that, what is revealed in all of its simplistic glory, Sal? This this flyer appears. Well, there's a flyer that Kreese presents to Terry. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> there's not much on there. No. But what's on there is huge. Says it Seventh all. annual All-Valley Under-18 Karate Tournament, Saturday, December 20th. And that's it. No other info, no year. I got the year. What? what? It would have been 1975. Wow. Because of Cobra Kai timeline again. Wow. Season one, episode 10, there was shirts. The All-Valley Karate Championship shirt said 50 years of karate in the Valley, 1968 to 2018. Mm. So 68 plus seven equals 1975. Wow. Wow. Amazing. Wow. They got that right. (laughs) They got that right. I loved it. I was hoping they did. So, and of course we know the 51st annual all Valley Cry Championships is Saturday, May 18th, 2019, still in front of us in this yes, season. We're, yes, we're leading yes. our well, way yeah, yeah. there. In real time behind us, but in chronological show on the timeline ahead of us. Yeah, they're yeah. behind. They're in 2019 still. Yeah. So they're pre-pandemic. Wow. Which is good. Oh, no. I hope in season five, they're not going to have a bunch of masks on. <laughs> Just everyone's going to. Oh. Some shows do it. Some shows don't. So oh, It's a weird time. But anyway, this is a great sequence because they're excited about this All Valley, but then essentially Silver's breaking the news to him that he's got this other life he's got to go do. However, he's changed. And so he's conflicted here. He wants to be part of Cobra Kai. He can pay his share of the rent, if not more, but he can't physically be there, which explains a lot about the Karate Kid world. We don't see Silver and Karate Kid, the original. No. We don't see him in the sequel, in the very beginning sequence, that is. Mm-hmm. We only see him in the third one when Kreese reaches out. So that's the reuniting. But at the same time, Silver, I think they mentioned he helped bankroll initially. So yeah. all true. Very good job of tying it up, showing us what happened. And I mean, I was just floored by this scene, Sal. Yeah. Well, also Kreese... Again, with Kreese, is, is it manipulation? Is it actual compassion or tenderness? Kreese puts his hand on Terry Silver's neck. Yeah. Kreese reminds him that he didn't leave him in the war and won't leave mm-hmm. him now. They shake hands and they do that predator, yeah. Carl Weathers, exactly. Arnold Schwarzenegger handshake. All right? jacked up, showing yes. the muscles. 
Cobra Kai never dies. And they both are looking at each other in the eyes as, as friends. We're thinking or hoping as co-senseis, but apparently that doesn't really happen. But yes, that is the foundation of the Cobra Kai dojo right there. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I would say then uh, Terry Silver sort of being a silent partner. Right. But now this comes back into the modern time, back mm. into Silver's restroom. Yeah. And what happens now? Oh my God, this is so good. Terry's looking at himself in the mirror. Everything Crease has said, you could tell is spinning around in his head. His whole life has been flashing <laughs> before his eyes mm-hmm. all this time in Vietnam. He's been ghosting Cheyenne. He looks in the mirror, he opens up the drawer, pulls out a hair tie. It's been there all along. <laughs> wow, who knows how many decades. Huh? Puts his hair back in that trademark Terry Silver ponytail. And then he looks at himself and he's got a look of satisfaction. Yeah. Like, in other words, it's, it's like a reawakening, like a rebirth. Yeah. Who's Cheyenne? He's moved on. He <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Mindfulness app. This Terry Silver's not into that. He's back, baby. <laughs> I'm loving it. I was so thrown off by it. Both times I've seen this scene, I was yeah. just like caught up in it. I just wanted to see like the logo come on and that. Yeah, yeah. Like they could have done one. it there. Sure. That's why I felt like, and they probably toyed with that in the editing bay. Mm-hmm. Like, well, we got these other things. All good. No wrong choices. But I just love this sequence. Well, you know what? I love choices. They, whoever, you know, you make the choice and here we are. We got to live with it. Yeah, we have to discuss it. It's our job. So now we're back at Johnny's apartment and Sal, well, he's not even in his apartment yet, but he follows his own playbook. He makes a move for Carmen. He does. And let me just clarify, Jason, the the address here is 18555, that's five digits, versus Kenny's fake address of the, what, 1623 or or whatever it was. Oh, yeah. We see this address a lot. This is the receipt of apartments. But there you go. But this is an example, five-digit addresses in the San Fernando Valley, as opposed to the four-digit addresses. But yeah, Johnny gets one of those, what, moments, compelling Mm -hmm. moments where he decides to, he narrates himself in his own head. Isn't that that pretty funny? so good. Well, he just did this with Sam. He can't just... Preach it, not practice it, right? So he walks over there, knocks on the door. Miguel's not home, doesn't even want to see Miguel, wants to talk to Carmen. I was actually glad she answered, not Rosa or Miguel, right? (laughs) Sure, yeah. And, you know, he kind of lays it all on the line, and I'll let you take over what happens. But I do love the facts (laughs) out when he says he's a top-down, hair-blowing-in-the-wind kind of guy. I mean, that said it all for me. That is Johnny. (laughs) He said more, but I laughed so hard on that. And again, Carmen's trying to be like, no, now's not a good time. And you hope to God that a guy's not there, right? You're hoping that's not the case. But it's not the case because, Sal, (laughs) who is there? That did uh, come across my mind that the yeah, uh, like, uh, she's gonna have a date because remember at this point yeah they're taking it so there we go officially but that reminded me that that little monologue by johnny kind of reminded me of the peewee herman monologue mm-hmm. what do you say i'm a, I'm oh, a loner yeah, dotty i'm a, a rebel <laughs> yes so good so good johnny looks over and rosa <laughs> a- abuelita is having some sort of gathering like uh, her friends they're, they're having tea i guess or pinochle uh, or is something. that what they're doing they're playing some sort of game she had cards in her hands so. okay okay but it's like three friends and rosa yeah and johnny says hola and they all say hola back <laughs> you know what he expresses his feelings for carmen right there in her doorway yep and he says what do you say i'm i'm, I'm ready to take a chance yep. what do you say it's like a leap of faith yeah, he's in. And he doesn't care if they can hear it. And if they can't understand, maybe she could translate it. 
He just lays it on the line. And you know what? Carmen takes it in. And what does she do, Sal? She says, yes. Nice. Right? And then they kiss each other. And then one of the other ladies asks if Johnny has an older brother. Yeah. He's cute. Does he have an older brother? <laughs> So good. Great sequence. I'm so happy it went that way. It's like, I want to see these things happen. I don't want a whole bunch of almost. I need some payoff here. And I I love that. There's a lot to be said for strike first. Our (laughs) pre-strike. So now we're back at Cobra Kai and Kyler takes someone down and then Kenny re-enters. He's back. And Kreese has him lined back up against Kyler. (laughs) Well. Might as well, right? But unfortunately, Kenny runs off the mat again. Just deja vu all over again. He does. But Sal, Robbie's lesson begins to pay off. And what happens? Well, on the street, would you call this a sucker punch? Kyler wasn't expecting this, right? He was looked the other way. Kenny... But he was far away. He wasn't standing right there. He was, no. he was far off the mat from him. Yeah, yeah. Kenny very quickly punches Kyler. And it happens so fast, Robbie and Tori react, and Tori even says, he's fast. That's Kenny the Jet 99. I know that guy. Yeah. And Kenny thinks that now he's ruined his opportunity to be a member of Cobra Kai, so he's ready to just hightail it out of there while everything's even worse now, you know? Right, yeah. But then Kreese says, take your spot. Yeah. It may not be a point, but you're accepted in a Cobra Kai dojo. Likes his style, Sal. You know why? (laughs) Why is that? Killer instinct. Killer instinct. I know. I was waiting for you to say it. Wow. Good job. Well done, Kenny, I guess. He's in Cobra Kai now. He's found a tribe. Wow. He has backup now and support, yeah, which now is he's important. got backup. That's important. So now we're back at Miyagi-Do. Back to the koi pond. <laughs> and Mitch, I love this, references hillbilly hand fishing, oh which I yes, haven't yes. seen that show, but I will yeah. say this, Sal, yeah. years and years before that, like decades ago- I knew of this movie called Okie Noodling. Oh. And it was a contest. It was a catfish hand fishing contest. A documentary did very well. I played it at one of the festivals. There was a sequel, Okie Noodling 2. So we were talking about this way back in the day. Now, I'm from Oklahoma. I did not partake in hand fishing. Well, they would just go you know, in the tournaments and stick their hand down in crevices underneath things and just come up with catfish. Or snakes. Or oh. beavers could be down there. What? Beavers? Yeah, or some some guys go out, and if they're not with other people, can go down and get trapped underneath something and drown. Oh, oh. And usually they wait for like a rainstorm to go in an area that's got catfish where they're not used to being. So mm. it's not all fun and glory. It's not always in a koi pond. It no, is a no, legit no. thing, and I have a lot of respect for anybody who's brave enough to go okie noodling. So hillbilly <laughs> hand fashion was pretty funny. Have to check out the show at some point in time. But Sal Miguel takes Daniel's advice from the garage, right circle, left circle. Mm -hmm. And what happens? Miguel realizes that he should be actually in the pond. Mm -hmm. And he tells- He tried to do that initially, but- Well, no, he fell. He fell in because he was wet behind the ear, right? (laughs) Yeah. But now he he gets in. And, And by the way, he calls others in, so they all get in. Why is everybody leaving all their clothes on? I mean, you think you would at least take your hoodie off. Yeah, or your shoes. Okay, but everybody's getting in fully clothed, hoodies and all. They start to kind of 
what are they kind of doing? Like walking with the fish, like the fish themselves are kind of going in a circle. And now the students are now with the fish going in a circle, right? And they start to get trapped underneath the platform because mm. they don't know where to go. They can't go any which way but loose. Oh. And so if you trap them underneath the platform, you can just grab them. Yeah, now, I don't know right. if Daniel had the foresight to put this in motion and thinking that we'll do this koi pond thing. The only way to get them is a circuit. I don't know. If he's that many steps ahead, good on Daniel. But yeah. whatever it is, Miguel grabs a fish. Yeah, he comes up with a fish. And, and, and by the way, I wanted to see, does Miguel put the fish back, right? That's not a fish that you take out and eat, no, right? No, you no, got to put it back. You got to put him right back. Oh, okay, that's a catch and release. Okay, good. And since Miguel wins, he gets to what? Run class, <laughs> right. do some lessons. And I believe there's a, go ahead if you remember. Wait, 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 no. He doesn't just get to r- run the class for a week. No, no, it's much bigger. Nobody seems excited about that. That, that sucks. <laughs> but you get to choose the Gatorade flavor. That's what? <laughs> yeah, game changer for this age group. Nice. Yeah. I'm sure I would have been the same way. So now, still at Miyagi-Do, but the Eagle Fang Van arrives and Johnny mm-hmm. and Sam connect because they're on the yeah. front. This is in the front. Miguel and everyone else are in the back. And Johnny's feeling pretty good about how the class went, the lesson. He tries to give some inspiring speech, but Sam's just like, we understand. And they do respect him, especially her. And she's the leader of that group for sure. I think she is, yeah. But when they come around the back, Sal, please explain what we see. Oh, I felt so bad for Johnny here. But Daniel and Miguel are standing on the deck in front of other students. Daniel puts the Miyagi-Do headband on Miguel. A new one, because he has one. Yeah, he has one too. So they have matching Miyagi-Do headbands. Doesn't help Johnny at all. Oh, Daniel says, Mr. Miyagi once told me that this represents perseverance, courage, and strength. And right there, Johnny sees this ceremony. It's sort of a ceremony, a small ceremony. Yeah. And then Daniel and Miguel bow to each other, and Johnny mumbles to himself, what the hell? Yeah, he just sees from a distance, oh. you know, Daniel up on stage with Miguel bowing and as if like, this is my prize student. He's underneath my tutelage and my wing. Yeah. You know, that's like Johnny's kind of surrogate son. And yeah, he's a little bothered by it. Now, meanwhile, he just had this bonding with Sam, but Johnny doesn't see it that way. No. And end of the episode. So oh. it is a really good ending because it just it a little bit of a it cliffhanger. Is. It's not the same as, as, as Silver with the ponytail. It's not the same ending. No. But it's still a good ending. You know what I'm, I had images of? Do you remember when Robbie went to Cobra Kai Dojo at Reseda Flats mm-hmm. to see Johnny? And then he sees Johnny, what, exactly. hugging Miguel? Exactly. Giving him oh. the gi. Yes, yes. Yeah, yes. and from the parking lot on a skateboard. Absolutely. Wow. Yeah, it's very much like that. History repeats itself, Sal, especially on this show. Wow. So I was thinking as it ended, because I kept thinking about endings this particular episode, because I was like, oh, that would have been a good ending, and this would too. I am very happy and thankful that this is not the type of show that quickly, right after the logo and maybe a couple credits, immediately wants to show me scenes from the next episode. Because I don't want that. I always pause it or stop that. Netflix probably doesn't do it because you can just go to the next episode, right? I understand how Showtime and HBO like to tease you to come back, but I'm always trying to catch my breath after a show. And it's like, oh man, so I am happy for that. We don't have to hurry up and like hit pause so I can mm, yeah, let yeah. the music play, let the scene overwhelm me and, and just try to get ready for the next one if I'm going to be in binge mode. But anyway, small point. Well. I'm overwhelmed. You know what? I even forget. You are overwhelmed. I forget what happens next. 
I'm so wrapped up in where we are yeah. right now. Here. Well, we have to go deep dive in our notes for the next episode. We have episode four awaits us now. Well. But what a great episode. So much yeah. fun to break this one down. Woo, heavy duty. Characters are changing. Things are happening. Silver is evolving. The dojos are getting stronger. Kenny is a new recruit for Cobra Kai. Will mm. he be a factor? A lot is happening in the Valley. A lot is happening. Yeah, yeah. Big time stuff happening. Very excited to be here. So that's all I got until next week, my friend. I have one more thing, Jason. Please. I want to remind all of our viewers and listeners to check out the Salvador Los Angeles YouTube channel where I just uploaded a new video, The Adventures of Daniel and Johnny, Volume 2, more of the same. Oh, yes. The previous video had Daniel and Johnny in the rocks of Sedona, Arizona fighting Predator. Right. And in this trailer, motion picture, they have a new adversary also mm. happening in the Red Rocks of Sedona, which I absolutely love. And the special treat is that I do the voice of Daniel LaRusso and, yes. and Jason does the voice of Johnny Lawrence and the voice of their adversary. So that's a special treat. Yeah, that'll be fun. Check yeah, it out. I'm glad sure you remember to bring that up, Sal. Well done. Very funny. Yep. Yep. Edited super tightly. Did a great job. It's really, really good. I like the shorter things because it just makes you want to watch it again. Yeah. It's just a hint. It's, it's just a, a taste. Tease. And yeah. it makes it a little bit easier and more palatable for me to want to do another one because, you know, <laughs> exactly. these, are, these are rather involved. So check out the Salvador Los Angeles. That's all one word. Salvador Los Angeles YouTube channel and look for more Cobra Kai Karate Kid content all in the name of Let's Talk Cobra Kai. Well done. And now a word from our sponsor before we sign off, Sal. I'm ready. Unlock your confidence and always use the right tools for the job with Manscaped. And get 20% off and free worldwide shipping with the code COBRAKAI at manscaped.com. So thank you so much for listening. And please be sure to subscribe to the Let's Talk Cobra Kai podcast, as well as the Let's Talk Cobra Kai YouTube live channel. You can also really help us by giving this show a five-star rating on Apple Podcast. And for all you listeners that enjoy sharing your thoughts, you can leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, send us a direct message, or post a comment on any Let's Talk Cobra Kai social media platform. If you're a dedicated listener or viewer of Let's Talk Cobra Kai, please consider supporting the show on Patreon. We also highly recommend checking out our other podcast and visiting JustCuriousMedia.com. No mercy.